Welcome to the Living Life Podcast, where we encourage and motivate others to live out their dreams and purpose. All right. So there's this podcast that I listen to every Monday and Thursday. She comes out with a new episode and it's called That Sounds Fun with Annie F. Downs. She always asks Wait, her... Annie Up Downs? Annie F. <laughs> Annie F. Downs. Yes, because she has to put the F. <laughs> it is. She has to put the F because there's name. another Annie, Annie Downs. Yeah. Annie F. Downs. Yeah. <laughs> so she always asks her guests... <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it, it it's funny at first, but then it's like... What sounds fun? So what what sounds fun to you right now, Paul? Right now? Yeah, right now. First <laughs> thing. Is this a family-friendly podcast? Or we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, right now? Nice cruise in the car. Windows down. Little music going. A nice hmm. back road. Okay. Just me and myself. A little Sinatra. Seth? An all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean somewhere. Sounds fun. Mm. Are you doing that this summer? No. Oh. Unfortunately not. I thought you were. No, I'm going to like, Pan- I'm going to Panama City. She oh, yeah. asked right now, not like what Oh, right, fun. right now. Like right now. Oh, what sounds fun right now? That does sound fun right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. You can say that. I mean, uh, that sounds fun. David? Uh, I think just being on a beach somewhere, mm. relaxing, watching the sun go down, drink in a hand, cigar in the other hand. <laughs> So well, you have two of those things right now. There's no ocean. We can make the sound. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's just no ocean. I'm looking at a house and a computer and stuff. <laughs> okay, there's more than just me here. Y'all saw Paul yeah, and Casey. <laughs> no. What sounds fun to you, Case? To get this baby out. Ah, I know that's right. <laughs> Do some jumping jacks. I am sitting on a stability ball right now. Like, yeah, it reminds me of Dwight in the office. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're yeah. We're good, for your, good for your mobility. <laughs> I need a knife. Uh, David don't like when we do the office uh, references because he don't fully understand. All right, let's just rock and roll. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. been a, it's been a week and still nothing for Casey and the her going into labor. If y'all hear some water running later, it's not because we spilt anything. <laughs> but me and Paul will keep Maybe the podcast going. Maybe that's why we're going. outside doing a podcast right no, now. No, we're going to need all the help. And that's when the podcast will get good, and we can start talking about the host of the podcast. I will be your escort. Okay, yeah. I need someone. Follow to, me. And I'll, I, need, I don't know. You drive pretty slow. Dude, so. I don't know, man. I'm a pretty quick driver. He, does. he, he really puts no, the force in No, it depends. If I'm just on a cruise, I have nowhere to be, why am I going to punch the gas every time Even I take when off? You're following me. It takes you forever to catch up. And then you get mad at me because mm. someone cut in uh, front of us uh, or cut in front of we're you. We're not going to get lost. Because it's not today's podcast. It is about being lost. Well. That is a great way to go into it, David. <laughs> so, yeah, we're <laughs> our topic today is going to be a, an interesting one. Fascinating. I, I, I hope it is to everybody. We're going to talk about the church. We're going to talk about, I guess, religion, a little bit of Christianity. And we're going to, we, we were all somewhat raised differently and we all, went to different churches and experienced different things. And we're going to kind of just share with everyone our stories of that, of growing up, what we thought, and um, just kind of discuss with one another, yeah, that that topic. And I feel like in today's world, it's not cool to go to church. I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, if, 
if I'm a Christian or if I start going to church, then, you know, I got to start having all these rules and I can't, you know, do what I want to do and uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're going to get into that. So, yeah, that's going to be our topic. And if you hear noises in the background, we kind of mixed it up tonight. We're doing it outside. So if you hear some birds, cars, whatever, go by in the background, that's why. Why did you guys want to do this outside? To mix it up. To smoke a cigar. And a smoked cigar. I knew it. <laughs> I mean, I'm all down for smoking inside. It's not my house. That's what I'm saying. It's not my house. Outside. <laughs> Denver doesn't need a room yet. That's true. Uh, it is kind of nice. It's something different. And I like the fact that we have a round table. And yes, so I do like kinda, that. We're not sitting at the bar. We're not, yeah. And we get to see the light of the world. We can rock back and forth. Yeah, the chairs. Yeah. Some of us don't have the most comfortable chairs downstairs when we do the podcast down there. And so this is nice. We all have good, bouncy, comfortable chairs. Casey's has the most bouncy. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, why, why, that's, why is that funny? It's just funny, man. I can't <laughs> laugh. She's sitting on a ball, so it helps. So... Okay. Who wants to start? <laughs> David, start. do you remember your first memory at church? What's your first memory? My first memory is being dropped off at nursery and having crackers and apple juice. I hate apple juice. I know apple I, juice sucks. I I like even when juice. you were a kid? Yes. I, love me I did too. Apple juice. apple juice sucked. I've never liked it. It's too sweet. I just and so that that's my first memory of going to church, being dropped off. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And I think that's why we kind of started it didn't last long and I started sitting in church with my parents. And that was that first Baptist. First Baptist when it was in Atlanta. in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, in the city. Oh, so y'all were at a different location. Yeah, it was right on Peachtree. Hmm. Back in the day. To say. With Dr. Charles Stanley. Yep. Uh, that's Dr. Right. Charles F. Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Casey. If we're gonna if we're gonna go hard on those Fs, then we might as well use all of them. <laughs> um, that's right. Seth, so you didn't you? like hanging out with the other kids? Did you not like, like hanging out with the other kids, or you just didn't like being away from your parents, or no, you just didn't like the whole thing? I, I, I just didn't like nursery. You know, I think as a kid, being that young, you don't like to be dropped off in a place that you know you don't, you're, you're not familiar, familiar with. with it. Well, remember when there was that thing over off Panola Road that we went to? I cannot remember that guy's name. It was like a seminar. Your parents went. Oh, I and think we I know. went. And I was in a different class, and I think even Paul. Yeah. And yes. like Nathan was in a different class. I didn't really care for that either. Mm-mm. I mean, it's not like a nursery, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, I didn't like that either. But I don't know if I like remember my first memory of church. Did you grow up going to church every Sunday? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. So before I was born, mom and them went to church. I know Doug went there. I don't know if Alan went there or not. You know what I'm talking about? Well, uh, I think, the manual, whatever yeah. it's called. I, I think we went there for a little bit in, uh, in between churches. But yeah, we, no, we went to church. So yeah, I grew up in church. I just don't know if I know, remember my first memory. Yeah, that's okay. That was a long time ago. But I grew up in a different type of church than 
you know, David's family grew up in. I mean, it's still what, you know, Christian Baptist, but mine was a lot smaller church. I guess a little bit, you know, nailed to the grindstone type thing. Well, I mean, it, it was I mean, it was Baptist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, not all Baptist churches are the same, but yeah, it, it was a little. What I mean is mine's a little bit more, not contemporary. They kind of, you know, yeah. yell a little bit more in that yes. church. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's fine. But. Right. Yeah. Were you ever, like, scared of the. Nah. The preacher. You well, you see, I used to bring like uh, toys with me to church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, some Hot Wheel cars or something or a def- deck of cards. I do remember trying to build a, you know, house of cards before. Yeah. You know, I didn't always pay attention, but no, it didn't scare me. I like, see, I like the music in small churches, the old time gospel mm-hmm. against, you know, today's newer, newer stuff. contemporary Loud. gospel. And there's nothing wrong with that it's just my preference i'd rather have the old school gospel um, you guys still sing that kind of stuff yeah yeah and that's all i like you know singing listening to if i'm listening to gospel there's very few contemporary gospel songs that i really get into so. does that involve elvis presley oh yeah elvis presley gospel is pretty good <laughs> good old elvis oh what about yours my first memory of church skipping out on church <laughs> 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 hey, I, I I remember going to uh, that little choir practice thing with you before. Yeah, that was horrible. That's funny because he still does that today. Skip out on church. I do it every Sunday. <laughs> no, you I go don't to skip, church. I, exactly. I don't skip I out on church. I'm serving the Lord on Sunday. I just may not actually be in the service. They have right. TVs you can watch it on, right? I do. Hmm. Yeah. That's a thought. No, I guess my first memory was... Uh, Piano lessons and the orchestra, choir practice and the bells and chimes and all that stuff. And, it, you know, it, I, I don't think I, it was, it was fun, but I don't think, I don't regret doing it. It was cool. I remember going to church with y'all on Wednesday sometimes mm-hmm. and y'all would have piano practice <laughs> or piano lessons. And like when Paul was in there, I was just standing there. I had nothing to do the whole time, but sorry, I just making reference to what you said. Yeah. Because you, I think out of all of this, your first memories of church were a little different because mm-hmm. you grew up Catholic. Yes. How was that? Um, what was that like? What I can remember. So I was born in Florida, but we moved up here when I was three. I don't remember going to church at that time, but I think my mom decided to take me to church when I was probably about six, seven, eight. I got my first communion at the Catholic church and I don't remember learning about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I remember learning about saints and I knew all the saints. I can't remember them now, but I do remember having to dress up as one. And I got the one that I thought wasn't the prettiest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, <laughs> and I was so upset about that. But, but yeah, I mean, nothing against the Catholic Church. I just didn't, I don't really remember it. Um, yeah, well, it was a long time ago. It, yeah. I do remember going, like you said, to, what what do they call it, where the kids go? Nursery? I guess nursery. But where you, I mean, you learn about. Oh, Sunday school. God, okay, yeah. Sunday school. Yeah, so Sunday school. I do remember some of that. Do you remember the snacks? That's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but then my mom and dad decided to take us to Calvary Chapel. 
mm-hmm. which y'all grew up in Calvary, mm-hmm. right? So if you guys could explain that experience, you guys were there for what? For how long? 20-something years, I believe. Wait, was it this the same Calvary? No. Oh. No, it wasn't same the same name. church, but just the same name. Oh, I went to a Calvary as well. Oh, so oh, you, okay. you went to Calvary Baptist Con- that one on, on uh, 138. Oglesby Bridge. Oh, never mm-hmm. mind. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, I just wanted Paul and David to... Elaborate on what it was like going to a Baptist church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Cal- Calvary. Calvary. That church in particular? Yeah. Who all listens to this thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just, I can speak a little bit on the cover. No, so. I, it was great. I think they were a little judgmental. Like if you weren't, if you did something differently than they did, it was frowned upon. If you, you weren't strict on your kids, I, that, I think that was a, one of the biggest things. Like it, our parents were pretty relaxed. And mom always got crap for that through other people. Because, oh, your kids are going to grow up and end up running away or go being rebellious and yet we are all grown up and we're all very close none of us are rebellious but the families that did say that to her all their kids are on the deep end so it, you know i guess that's one of the you know the cavalry i went to kind of thought that same way mm-hmm. judgmental if you're not doing what the rest of that little youth group was doing if you were different oh you need god you're a sinner you, yeah you're a you, sinner you need to apologize you yeah, to come before the church like, and admit your sins. It's like, mm, this isn't a Catholic church. I mean, I wasn't the outcast at my church, but it was definitely a different one. I mean, I had friends outside the church. Yes. And they didn't seem to understand that. If no. you went to that church, you don't have friends outside that church. Mm-hmm. Were they all homeschooled? A lot of them. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, no, I mean, I homeschooled for two years, but they didn't have a life. <laughs> no, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Calvary was, you know, it was a great church. We basically grew up there. I'm not going to badmouth it, but the things that were done, and I think the number one thing was probably just being judgmental. And I, you know, I'm I'm real big on that. Well, and there's a fine line between having friends who keep you on the straight and narrow path, but there's there's a difference between there's a difference in dictate, di- dictate not like not a dictator, but Telling you well, judging you and kind yeah. of just letting you know, hey, this is... They're telling you what to do and how to fix it instead of guiding you. Mm. And you see, I think that's a big issue in all churches, you know, across the world, is they're so judgmental. You know, if they're doing this in the church, you know, they think they're above you. Oh, I did this last Sunday for the church. What have you done? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something like that. They they think they're holding themselves to a higher power. Yeah, because and, they go out on visitation every Sunday or they volunteer and they do all this other stuff. Yeah, and it's like, okay, why are you sitting here judging me and all that? And it's like, right. You know, it's like, it says don't judge. I think that's a big issue in every church. Uh, I think so. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all we all do it. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Oh, inside I mean, even, or outside the church, we all judge. Even yeah. the bigger churches have their problems. Yeah, you just don't hear them as much. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we don't realize it, but, you know, when we judge, it leads to other ways of thinking. And if it keeps happening like that, your way of thinking will get worse and worse. And you will start to kind of think you're this person from God that, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to judge. You know, I'm supposed to, you know, you put yourself on a pedestal kind of, sort of speak. And that's where it can become dangerous. It is very clear that we're not supposed to judge. And there is a lot of that going on at our church. 
even down to the point of what you wore, what you said, mm-hmm. what you did. You, had to, you always had to wear a suit and tie to church. You couldn't wear like khaki pants and jeans or a no-no. And, you know, that's where I think it's, it's, it's wrong. That's not of Christ at all. And there were a lot of people who got turned, uh, visitors, who got turned off. And, you know, I'm going, okay, as Christ followers, we're supposed to be of Christ. We're supposed to be welcoming. I don't care what you have on, how you look, what you say. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. What matters is inside. And the point is you're here. Yeah. So that's that's telling me something. Yeah, you're wanting to learn more about the Lord, you know. They're it, hungry for something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just it's kind of like if a homeless man walked in off the street just because yeah. he's ragged and, you know, that might smell a little bit. You're going to tell him to get out of the church? No. You're going to sit there and judge him for wanting to See, learn about the Lord? Well, shoot, Ben and I had this, this conversation the other day about churches and what's the fine line between turning away people and accepting people and that kind of thing? In terms of if someone in the church does something bad, you kick them out of the church. Or, and it was, but we can move on from that and discuss it later if we want to. But I just it reminded me of well, that conversation. Uh, hold on, I kind of. Well, let me ask you this first before we get on that. So you're talking about what people wear mm-hmm. in the churches. Mm-hmm. So the church I went to, Calvary, they thought all the women should wear skirts even outside the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do y'all think about? I mean, I don't. I don't think that. What do y'all think? No, uh, uh-uh. I don't think that it, it all goes down. It all goes down to the Bible, and I'm not going to say that I know what it says in the Bible, but I don't think it says. It's just like drinking. It doesn't say do not drink, do not consume any alcohol. There's a fine line. You shouldn't abuse it or get intoxicated. Yeah, it's not about it. getting in a drunken state or something, right? But there's also nothing that says girls have to wear a skirt outside of the church, or they have it has to be below the ankles or below the knees. Yeah, I just know. They kind of looked at that, at the women at our church, and it's like, why? Right. There is a fine line. Like, I remember in high school, I started going to Westridge Church, and I was dating this guy, and, you know, I wanted to impress him, so I I would dress cuter at church, and I wore a pretty tight skirt, Mm. to be honest. Mm. And I remember sitting there, and... He was holding my hand and he put, you know, his hand on my leg. And and that's what we were focused on was just like touching skin to skin. And so looking back, I'm like, wow, like So are you <laughs> thinking that outfit outfit mm-hmm. caused lust? Yes. Well, you see, okay, I agree with that. Outfits can cause lust. But I think lust is going to happen whatever outfit you're in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you're attracted right. to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I get, okay, I get but that, it's, though. it's up to me. So after that, I felt convicted to not, you know, wear these culottes and culottes. wear these <laughs> long skirts. <laughs> but I was more aware of what yeah. I wear. No, I get, yeah, I get that type. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I was talking about wasn't, you know, skin tight stuff. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, so... I think it's different for everyone. There's a balance. I think modesty in everyone, everyone's eyes is going to be different based off of how you were raised and how you, you grew up. And, you know, we all, it, it's not all going to be the same. And that's, that's the point. 
I think of this discussion is it's not, you can't think, okay, well, this is how I feel about it. So you should be doing this and you should be doing this. That's not how it works. What were you going to say, Paul? I guess it depends. Like if you were dressing that way intentionally to get the attention of the guy versus dressing that way because you liked the way you looked and you were confident in that. And that's just what you wanted to wear. Your motive behind it. Yes. Yeah. That's a big difference. I mean, when I when I wear a suit, it's not because I want other people's attention. It's because I like the way I look in it, and I feel really good about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like the way I look. Well, sometimes I like the way it's I look in a suit. Of, like power. But you do think that people look at you a little bit more. Yeah, I think so you're kind of wanting the attention. Yeah, different. Kind I'm not of, saying I'm it's lost. a different kind of attention. It's not sexual attention. I'm not saying that. I'm just. It saying. could be, I guess, depending on what the kind of woman. But well, now that I'm married, into. I really see all men as like, except for David, <laughs> as brothers. You know, and I don't want to hinder them from learning about Jesus or, you know, thinking other things. So, you know, I hate that it took me to get married to start thinking that way. But I was just going to go back to it's it's a balance and everyone's different. And, you know, somebody knows the right from wrong. You know what I mean? They know if something's a little bit too tight, a little bit too short. If they're showing a little bit too much, they know that walking out of the yeah. house, mm-hmm. right. they know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, it's like, okay, really? You're going to be that oblivious. Right. It's going to happen, but it's it's also up to the men that, you know, we need to have self-control when it comes to all of that too. Not act um, upon it. <sighs> right. But yeah, so for me, judging was, was a big part going to that church. I think it, it took away from a lot of blessings that people couldn't see from Christ and just being a Christ follower because you're so wrapped up in, you think it's your job to judge someone or uh, if they're not doing something that, you know, you like, then, oh, you know, they, you're going to think bad things about them. Well, you're so wrapped up into that, that what are you missing? You know, what's the whole point of church and Christ? It's not of that. There's multiple times that he said verses in the Bible where he says, don't judge. But yet we we all still do it. We all still think there's some people who think that's my job. And whether it be Christians or non-Christians, I don't care what your religion is. You know, as humans, we all do it. We're going to mess up, but we're not supposed to do that. We're all going to be judged. That day's coming. And so it's not my problem. You can be different. You can act different, have different beliefs. I'm going to love you no matter what, because that doesn't matter to me. So what does the ideal church look like to y'all? When you hear the word church, what does that mean to you? Community. I think the perfect church is the body of Christ. And, you know, that can mean... But community in, in what? Serving in the church or just community? Or fellowshipping. And where you actually live and community within your friends? Or is it community Both. as in, I served on the missions field, I did yeah. this. Well, you don't ha- yeah, you don't have to <laughs> serve, I guess, but definitely doing life together. And I believe that's how God works is through people. And, you know, we can't do life alone. We talk about that all the time. And church is a great way to get that. It is. You know, talking about community. Like, I don't think you have to be, I mean, you, well, no, that's not, I don't think, you don't have to be at church to have church. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can have that, not maybe a sermon, but you can have that wherever, you know, two or more are gathered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you're saying it could happen anyway, you know, right. we'd be sitting here tonight mean, talking about, you know, the Lord and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Casey, I'm just going to use it for example, could give a really good testimony. It could really speak to somebody. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like we're going to church, having a singing, having a sermon, but it's kind of like church there because, you know, we're touching people with our testimony. You don't have to have a physical building to have a church. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. The Paul. church is the people. Yes. The church is the people. Yeah. Well, no, church is Christ and the, yeah, yes, the people. But yes, I think I get what you're saying. No, what I mean, yeah. what I, I mean is I, I said, with you. you don't have to go to church to have church. Right. But I'm, but you shouldn't also skip it just because no, you, I'm you not can't saying use that as an excuse it. to skip church. I'm just saying church can happen whenever. It don't yes. have to happen just on Sunday. We could just be mm-hmm. having, like I said, it could happen tonight. If we weren't, you know, we're not doing this podcast. We were just meeting up. It could happen. You know yeah. what I mean? That's how yeah. I view it. I like church because I can learn from someone that knows a lot about the Bible. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like every pastor out there is the best slice of bread, but meaning that a lot of pastors, I mean, they're people just like us. They don't know everything, hmm. but that's what I love about going to church is just learning. I do agree like community, but I also like the aspect of like, Going to a study and like diving yeah. in deeper. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we should all want to go to church to learn more about yeah. the Lord. Yeah, David, you were asking Paul a question, but I uh, interrupted you. No, I he I, I know what the question was. I pretty much answered it when I was talking to you because I mean I, I agree with the same thing. I think church is more so about not really the building or serving within the building, but being a light to your community wherever you are and doing what God's called you to do, and then. Having that group of friends that can hold you accountable, guide you, and keep you on the straight path, and you can do the same for them, and having that relationship. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, and you got me thinking. It goes back to, uh, you know, plenty of times where Davis old apartment, or I think in Hilton Head last year, we touched base on it. You, what, we're sitting there. The deck? Yeah, we're, oh, yeah, we're sitting there, or the your balcony at the apartment sitting there. We're just actually talking about Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, deep conversation getting into it. Yeah. It's not your typical church, but you're, you're learning a lot because you're looking at stuff and, you know, different point of views. It's like, you know, me, Paul might say something. I never thought of it that way. Then Mm -hmm. David made me think another way because everybody, you know, views, Christianity a little bit different. You know what I mean? They interpret some things from the Bible differently than I might interpret. But isn't that great that you have people in your life that want to grow their relationship with Jesus? Because if you didn't, then I would definitely recommend, you know, going to a church Mm -hmm. where there's people that will help you with that. But because you live or you are in a family that almost everyone loves Jesus, it's like it's a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. I think, to do community that way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We are who we, whoever we hang out with, that's who we become. So, yeah, it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're sitting here talking about church and and I've been trying to think what, what my views on it are. I don't know. I guess I was thinking, okay, church is kind of like, I don't know if this sounds right. Maybe the, the foundation of your walk with Christ, it's where we go, we learn, we fellowship with People, we have that community, and then we take it out with us to our mm-hmm. daily activities wherever we are. 
And the more you surround yourself, the more you dive into something, the more hunger you have for something, the more you're going to become of it and know it. Yeah. And so I guess that's kind of how, just sitting here thinking, that's kind of how I I view church because we, growing up, I mean, we, we went the majority of the time, every Sunday, you know, the Calvary Wednesday. was Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday. We were what you we call, went, y'all went more than we went. We were what you call holy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we attended three services a week. Yeah. See, I think you have to go to church with the right motives and the right reasons. You can't go to church on Sunday just because that's the thing to do. That's what you do is you go to church on Sunday or you go just right. to see your friends. You need to go with the right intentions. You have the if, will to want to go. Yeah. And I think you need to figure that out before you make a decision on where you're going to go. Yeah, I'm thinking. what you really want out of it. A lot of people, especially older people, they are turned off with the new churches that are all about how it looks, how it sounds. The feel-good churches. The feel-good churches. Yeah. And that can, that can be, you know, a bad thing. But I also see it as a good thing because then it gets people that would never go to church, go to church. And mm-hmm. I think that's the point. It's a stepping stone. Yes. It is a stepping stone. And sometimes it can not turn out that great, but I... I don't know. I think it's a it's a good way. I absolutely agree with you. Here's the thing. Whether you like it or not, life changes and everything around us changes. And so we have that's why we have to continue to learn and educate and always want to be on top of knowing Christ and the relationship we have with him. And so yes, churches are a little different now. Some churches. That's not a bad thing. But I think as long as the the message don't change, the word right. don't as change. Long you know as, what I mean? yes, as long as it's around Christ, and that's what it's centered around. But I think what you were going off of, Casey, is you have you have some you know older people who grew up in a church similar to to what we did, and so for so long, that's how their mindset is. Okay, well, you got to dress a certain way, you got to sing a song a certain way, and then the pastor goes up and, and preaches whatever. That's great, but it's not for everyone. And that's not the only way to learn about Christ. And so I think so many people get stuck sometimes in that mindset, in that way of thinking. And that's where they have a hard time when they see churches like today that, you know, people are showing up in in jeans or whatever. It's not your traditional, typical, you know, suit and tie, hymns. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're all here, hopefully, worshiping one God. It doesn't matter how we do that. It's going to be different with every individual, and they're going to have their different views and beliefs when it comes to how you dress, when it comes to what kind of songs you want to worship to. I don't think any of that matters. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying earlier, you know, a homeless man come in, yeah, let him go down there and sit on the front row. Lisey's wanting to come in and get the word. You know, he like Paul said, he's hungry for something. He wants the word in his heart. Yeah. But like somebody said earlier, a feel-good message. With how the newer churches are turning, you learn a lot. Yes. Because they more or less teach you. They really, they really go into depth about it. Um, mm-hmm. Andy Stanley's good about that. He'll really teach you. But sometimes, you know, you need a little bit more than that feel-good message. You need something that's actually going to... A little brimstone and fire. Yeah, that's like, you're going to hit you. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, wow, wake-up yes. call. 
you can you know what I mean? feel good stuff, but at the end of the day, when you die, you're either going to heaven or hell. It's not a pretty picture. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is as simple. Do you accept Jesus or do you not? Yeah. It is, um, but what I was going off of is kind of to piggyback off what Casey was saying, there are some people out there that may kind of think, uh, you know, they're not they're not okay with this how the the churches are nowadays and and there's only one way and blah blah blah. Yeah, I get that. And that's not that's not everyone, but there there are certain people out there who who typically think that because they're they're they have that mindset. Yeah, and then like people who don't typically go to church might feel more welcome at North Point Ministries rather than a small church. Because mm-hmm. small churches can be kind of standoffish. If they don't know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I get that thing too. Yeah, You're more churches, noticed in a smaller church than you are in a bigger church. Yeah, and churches are evolving, and churches should evolve, as long as the messages you know aren't, aren't evolving. They're still sticking to the point, right? You know about the Lord, but yeah, yeah. But that's the main thing. You know what I mean? Right. I want to learn more about how churches started. You know, I've been reading the New Testament through, and to be honest, I've never read the whole Bible, so I'm working on that. And I am, where am I at? Second Timothy. But anyway, so there's just a lot about Paul. And he has a lot of letters. Yeah, Paul, not you. I'm pretty holy. <laughs> Me and Jesus write letters all the time. <laughs> and he talks about the church. And, you know, like, I, a lot of it I understand, but a lot of it I don't. So I want to take the time to maybe, you know, do those studies mm-hmm. and, like, dive deeper into each book to learn about what the church is supposed to look like. And how it started. That would be interesting. Do you guys know? What a church is supposed to look like? Yes. No. And I think the only way you're going to find that is by reading the scripture and studying it and finding out what God wants it to look like and what he says it's supposed to look like, not by other means. What the world thinks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the church is ever going to look like what God wants it to look like. No. Not here on earth, of course. You know what I mean? In heaven. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I said. When, you know, when I go down to Conyers or whatever, you know, sometimes I'll just be thinking of something. So I was pressed because, you know, he knows a lot about the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get on it. So I'll keep asking questions, asking questions. And, you know, it's fun to do that. Like Casey was saying, you know, you're learning more, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. But let's go on back a minute. So I'm going to change the topic, too. So you were saying you and Ben had a conversation. Yeah. About when... Tell me that conversation again, because I don't want to get it wrong. I can't remember the conversation. <laughs> what, what was it about? Tell me about when it's time to kick somebody out of the church or something like that, or tell somebody when it's time to go. or In terms of, like, divorce or cheating and, you know, being gay or that kind of thing, I think is what, what he was on about. And so he thinks... <laughs> I, right. I, and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say what he thinks. Okay. Okay. I don't right. want to put words in his mouth because I, yeah, could, I, get that. I may have misunderstood him or misheard him, but it's just, <laughs> that was just an interesting conversation that we had. I was just trying to figure out what the debate about was and, about because I just want to ask it. Well, question. that that was just with Ben and I. The other one about the Muslim thing was with me and someone else. Um, no, I, yeah, I know the Muslim one. Talking about the whole. But that, that's a hard line to figure out. Well, see, well, here, this is what I was going to say. All right. Whether you're gay, whether you cheated, you know, divorce or kill somebody or, you know, do any of this. It's all the same sin. Mm-hmm. One sin There's not different the levels of sin. You know what I mean? And if you're going to judge it by that, then, then nobody should be in the church. Exactly. It's like, and I'm not That's saying, it. I mean, I understand That's murder it. is wrong. 
But, you know, murdering somebody is just as bad as a simple sin of telling a lie. In God's eyes. It's all equal. And that's why we should not judge. Right. Because God's going to be doing the judging. It's not up to us. When we get to heaven, it's not up to us. And there's a reason that we don't judge. It's because we look at murder way worse than a simple lie. But in God's eyes, it's all the same sin. It's all on the same level. And that's what people need to understand. Like I said, here on earth, oh, murder is horrible. See, and as you long don't as, want to ever see anybody get murdered. As long as the pastor doesn't alter his sermons to accommodate the people in the crowd, and as long as he sticks to preaching the truth, that's, that's open my the thing. doors to whoever. Whoever doesn't mm-hmm. find that comfortable can leave. See, that's right. my, that's my whole thing. That's what I was trying to argue earlier. It's like he's called to do. Yes. Let the pastor preach, teach what's on his heart. Right. Don't do the feel-good messages. Right. And you can't turn away people just because they're different, because that's just not what a church is supposed to do. But if they don't find, if they're not comfortable in that church, there's no one telling them they have to stay at that church. Yeah, they have every right to leave. And it's just like if, you know, a lot of new churches, they're saying, oh, the sermon this week is on blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, five minutes beforehand, God could tell that preacher, you know, I want you to preach on this today. You know, some people in the church would get mad. Oh, yeah. Let's be, let's be teaching mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. But somebody in that church needed to hear that one message. Correct. Yes. And as long as it touches that one person, that's all that matters. Yes. No, I... As long as one soul gets saved, that's all that matters. Right. Even if all that work was just for that one person. Exactly. You know what I mean? One person. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes all the difference in God's eyes. Absolutely true. And so, yeah, that's what I was trying to argue earlier. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. It's like... Let the preacher preach what God put on his heart. Mm-hmm. Not going out there to do that feel good message so nobody gets mad at me or, oh, we need to get that preacher out of here. That's yeah. where I think, like, if you're going, if you're starting to go to a new church, really try to figure out what the overall motive is for that church, the overall goals. And this is why I like Anthony George, is because he doesn't, he doesn't cater his services. He's had people get up and walk out of his services because they disagree with what he preaches, but yeah, he's not going to cater to that, to the crowd. He's going to preach what God's called him to preach, regardless of who it offends, who it hurts, or anything else. See, mm-hmm. and that's how I believe, like I said, just a minute That's ago. why I yeah. like him. Somebody needs to hear it. Yes. Yeah, well, and if it's the truth, it's the truth. And you know what? The truth isn't pretty. And no, the truth a lot of times hurts. Yeah. But there's it, it a does. lot of reward and yeah. a lot of... Because you think you're living right, and you right. don't want to be told that you're not living right. Right. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. It's like we're in the rainforest in Africa or something with all these noises. What is that? I don't know. It's a chicken. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted chickens. I wouldn't doubt it around here. No, but yeah, that was good, Seth. That, that, Maybe you missed your calling. I, you know, Reverend I, Joseph. You know what grandmother said. <laughs> yeah, we do. We could sermon. No, we could preach together. No. No, I'm not. Be like it'd be like a little relaxed, chilled church, you know. We just sit down, we just conversate back and forth, but we're still preaching. I'm not saying I'm a preacher, and I'm not saying there's a lot of stuff about the Bible I don't know. Yeah. Oh, me too. And there's a lot of things, you know, that I might agree on that you know the next person might not agree with. Yeah. But that you know, it's a great thing. That's that's debating. That's getting different point of views. That's, mm-hmm. you know, you're you learning. Know, as oh, well. I'm learning more about Christ because I can view it that way now. And that's right. the great thing about it. Right. And, you know, people that listen to this podcast might view things totally different than we do. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's all right. And they're going to be like, it's oh, a great way to view it. Leave mm-hmm. some comments on what your beliefs are and what you think. Leave some feedback. We'd love to know. 
Or if you have a question you'd like to talk about it, let us know. We're always open. Absolutely. So, 100%. David, how old were you when you got uh, saved? <laughs> when, you, when you allowed the Lord into your heart, took him as your one and only Savior? Oh, I don't know if I can remember the exact age. I think it was probably around 12, 13. Yeah. Remember where I was at or no? It was at my parents' house down parents in Conyers. Yep. Smoke rise. Yep. I was eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact age either. Yeah. I was at grandmother's house in that front little living room. Remember we were talking about it. What about you, Casey? I can't remember. I do remember, uh, I don't know how old I was, but I just remember thinking like, did I accept Jesus into my heart? And so I would repeatedly do it <laughs> because I wanted to make sure. Double sure. And uh, I did that for a long time, to be honest. But I can't remember the exact day. And, you know, that it does make me sad because I think that's a great testimony. And But, yeah, that's my story. It's just I... I keep bringing him back in. Yeah. But he's he's staying there now. Yeah, I got saved twice. Oh, yeah. really? Well, yeah, I, was, I was so bad in the first one. I was like, I did it again. I was like, man, I really sinned a lot between now and <laughs> No, I, Well, you didn't really accept him the first time. No, I remember where I was. I was, the first time I was in my parents' bedroom, I was sitting on the floor, and mom was back there. I think I was eight. And then the second time, I had chicken pox. I was laying on the living room couch. Thought you were dying. I thought I was dying. Let me get the Lord in me before I, I was dying. <laughs> and mom was right there. And that one I remember more so than the other one. And that was when I was. Because that's, I think, this is just me. That's actually when the Lord went into your heart. That yeah. First one, you know, you, can, you, you thought can he was in there. It, it was yeah. the second one that yeah. actually came. But, and, and even in the first one, I think he was, but I didn't, I wasn't old enough to really understand it yeah. that when I was the second time. You know, everybody might not remember it. And that's fine. It's just something that. You know, always stuck with me. And it's a great memory for me because, you know, grandmother was a part of it. And, you know, she's gone now. But, you know, I just thought I would ask that question. I mean, yep. everybody has their own testimony. Oh, yeah. Um, some more elaborate than others, but. Yeah. How did the topic come up between you and grandmother? That I don't remember. I think I was just asking different questions, you know, about Christianity, what it religion. Was. But. You know, and I remember she, we were talking about it, and basically she's like, you have to accept them into your heart. And I do remember that. And like I said, I remember where we were. I remember the TV was on. You know, she had that little mm-hmm. TV chest thing or whatever. But like I said, I remember all that. I don't remember the exact conversation, but I remember getting saved that day. And this is like, you know, that happened so long ago. It's like, you know when the Lord's in your heart. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know that feeling. Sense mm-hmm. of peace. And yeah, sense of peace. And Honestly, if you're a Christian, you don't have that feeling. I hate to say it, but you might not have the Lord in your heart because you know the feeling. And it might sound a little There's a difference hostile. between someone telling you to say the words and you doing it versus actually yeah. meaning it. And, and Like I said, you you know when you're saved. Yeah, yeah you do. Because it's you a do. different sensation. Yeah. You might not know it right then, but you'll know it. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, it's you need them. To get through this life that we're living in, for sure. Definitely this day and age. And, you know, one thing that I've I've lately just kind of seen and heard, why is why do y'all think it's so hard, particularly for men, to go to church or to, I guess, do, I don't know if I'm saying this right, I mean, do... Be a leader. Be a yeah. leader, uh, a spiritual leader, whatever it may so be. So you say it like... 
Why is it initiating? Like- you're the one initiating going to church instead of your wife or your girlfriend or something. Well, it's just I, I lately I have seen men just kind of are not taking that being that leader in in is that something you struggle leader. with? And no, because I mean no, I'm not calling you out because I was about no, to call I, myself out because Taylor's like, hey, do you want to go to church tomorrow? Or hey, are we going to church tomorrow? Or hey, we need to go to church tomorrow because sometimes I'm not the one stepping up to the plate right. like, a lot of times. So I wasn't calling you out. I was just asking yeah. because yeah. I can put myself in that arena. Yeah. Um, saying I'm not the spiritual leader leader, I'm sorry, yeah. that I should be. That's kind of what I'm asking. Like, why is it that that seems to be the case now? And also a lot of men have a hard time or don't like going to church because it's I don't know what it may be. You know, it's not manly or or whatever. I've just I've seen that more. In this day and time that we live in, and you know, so it's trying to get y'all's input on why y'all think. Well, which Paul was here, but it's not a whole. Oh, I'm too manly and macho for that. Sometimes I feel like, oh, that's just my rest day. I don't want to go. No, I want to stay at home, go do our grocery shopping. Don't want to wake up early. Is that a good excuse? <laughs> no, you know what I mean. That, that's yeah. a horrible excuse, and yeah. I know that, and I know that when I say it. Yeah, but I still say it. You know what I mean? And it, <laughs> it's like I know it, but why am I still saying it? Right. That's you know what question. I mean. And uh, now nah, I like church. Going back to the old church I went to, when I left that church, I actually stayed out of church for a minute. Um, didn't go back. That church kind of turned me off mm-hmm. from church in general. Yeah, which it shouldn't. No, I know uh, because every church has its issues. But just because that one church thought differently than you did, had different convictions, or was super judgmental, should not make you quit going to church. But that did turn me off from going to church. Yeah, and I will admit that. And I think now, since I didn't go, it kind of I kind of got in that routine where I didn't go. Mm-hmm. So that's just something myself I have to break. But by me not going, I hinder Taylor not going. Mm-hmm. I need to look at that. You know what I mean? I need to right. I need to take into consideration, okay, by me not, I'm not saying I don't want to go. I keep wording that wrong. But by me not going, I'm hindering, you know, Taylor from going in there and getting the word right. because she might need to hear that message today. Right. But Taylor does, you know, if we don't go on a Sunday, she will get on her laptop, listen to the sermon that day. Yeah. So yeah. she does do good with that. You know, even yeah. even when I'm not doing good, she'll do that. So it's not like a manly thing for me and all that. It's just, put it blatantly, you know, I'm just b- being lazy. It's a habit. I'll, habit, being lazy. I'll, I'll just put it as that, being lazy. Not a yeah. habit, just being lazy. I'll call myself out like that. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to, you know what I mean? Right. I, I'll yeah. call myself out. And that's something I need to work on. Yeah. Gotcha. I can't speak for men, but... Well, I know, yeah, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> what, I guess... Let me ask another question. You know, could it be that it's too much pressure almost? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I think some men don't want to hear that they're wrong or that mm-hmm. they're leading their family. I don't know. Yeah, Do you could, get what I'm saying? It, it could be, yeah. some are afraid it of could that. be a number of that. They're afraid of what they actually may hear. Mm. Was what they actually may hear by going to church is change. Mm, yes. A lot of people don't want to change because they think the life that they have is fine. But deep down inside, I think they know something needs to change. And that's something I think a lot of people don't want to do. 
Okay. Yeah. That, and that's just, you know, my perspective of why maybe some people that's don't. That's what I thought, too. And I don't know. That's not necessarily men. I think that's everybody. But I think it's, if you want to be a leader, you should accept that mm-hmm. and then make a decision. Yeah. Being humble, I think, is Ooh. a big thing for a leader. It's tough. Yeah. Saying that you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> that can be the hardest thing sometimes. Being humble and admitting that, you know what? I don't know it all. That's tough. I would challenge everybody to at least read the Bible all the way through. I haven't done it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of, but I think it would be good everyone to read it all the way through yeah. if you haven't already. Yeah, I started with the New Testament. And so I'm almost done with that. And now I'll be going to the Old Testament. So like for me, I can never forget what I wanted to read. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to read the whole thing. And then I'll be able to circle back and say, oh, I need to go check this out. Because this was really interesting. Right. At some point in time, you'll yeah. remember it, tidbits here and there. It's like a regular book. Yeah. It's definitely a challenge to to do that. Do we need to take a little intermission here? Oh. <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> we can edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to be real and authentic. So, sorry, I didn't mean to miss that part of the conversation. Oh, no, no, that's okay. I, they were just answering the question that I had. I had earlier about that because, I mean, I have my viewpoints and, you know, these are all things that I have been learning recent. And so I and I still don't know everything. I'm still learning as I go to kind of wrap things up. I just want to say what going back on on what I was saying of the things I've been learning and, and, and whatnot. I don't quite understand why. And I'm not just talking about the Bible, but anything that's going to be good for 100% good for your life. Why don't we want that? Why don't we do the things that will, that are absolutely good for our lives? So many of us struggle with that. And, and I've been, I've been doing research. I've been trying to figure out why, you know, whether it be, okay, I want to read more. I want to take care of myself. I want to, to grow and learn more, you know, biblically, whatever it may be. Why don't we, if we know it's good for us, why aren't we doing it? Well, only and, each individual can answer that question. No, though. no, and that's what I'm saying. But I'm I'm trying to just kind of end with this, that I would just encourage anyone and everybody to start getting out of your comfort zone and start doing these things. If you want to live the best life that you can live, then start doing these things daily. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to... You know, it doesn't have to be a lot. I really think God created this life to be this awesome, simple, wonderful life. And we're the ones who make it complicated. Whatever you're going through right now, I cannot fathom not living in this life without Christ. Now, that's just me. But he has blessed me far more than I can ever imagine. And I look forward to what he has for me in the future. And I would just, like I said, encourage anyone out there to give it a try. There's nothing but good that comes out of the Bible, but yet so many people pick it up. They don't even want to look at it or think about it. And I just challenge you to do that because if it's 100% good stuff that's going to benefit your life and bless you in ways you can't imagine, then why don't you do it? And, you know, like church, so many people are are scared or just, no, that's not for me, or I don't want to do that. Well, it could be because it's like Paul was saying, you know, it's going to remind you of something. 
that you don't like about yourself that you might have to change. Scared of the conviction. Scared of conviction, scared of the truth. But that's what it's about. How can you live your full potential life when you don't like who you are or you may be doing something that you're not, you're not cool with or you don't want anyone else to know? Live your full potential life. I guarantee you God will never, never disappoint you. Take that challenge. Encourage anyone and everyone. God is not a bunch of rules and restrictions that you can't do anymore. I love my life, and I love the things I do, and I have fun. Whatever that may be, it doesn't mean you can't not have fun, and there's going to be all these rules and restrictions, and I can't, I'm not going to enjoy life. No, that's not it at all. I guarantee you 100%. I absolutely love my life, and I look forward to the blessings and the, and the things that he has for me in the future, especially with my family now. Whatever you get out of this podcast, I know we've kind of gone everywhere and talked about a lot, whether it's church, Christ, what we believe, different beliefs, them being right or wrong. At the end end of the day, we're 100% responsible for ourselves, and that is it. I'm not responsible for you, Seth, Casey, or Paul. I don't need to judge any of y'all because I can't do that. Only Christ can do that. And you know what? With all the things going on in my life, I don't need to add that to me because I'm going to be missing out on so much, you know, trying to control someone or, oh, you know what? I didn't like what Seth did the other day. I don't need to judge. It's just adding more on my plate that I don't need. So I love the fact that we can all come together and talk about this because there's a lot of people that can't, that are scared. They don't want to have anything to do with church or religion or Christianity or just God himself. And so I think this is incredible that we can sit here, share our beliefs, share our thoughts, and learn from each other. I've learned a lot just by listening to y'all and how how you were raised and what you believe in today. I think it's really cool that we can do this. And so just on a closing note, I would encourage y'all and everyone else who may be listening to live your full potential in life and give it, give the hard things to Christ. Cause there's so many things that I can't, I can't do cause it's such a burden. And he is just waiting for us to give all these things to him. And when you truly give things to him, oh my word, there's a burden that just is off of you. Yeah. And you can fully enjoy life how God intended it to be. Life is cool, and we only get it once. Let's not complicate it. Let's love one another. Don't judge. And let's learn as much as we can. Because he's the one every day. If you really think about he gives us life, he wakes us up, he protects us every single day in this world that we live in. Going to work, coming home from work. Yeah. While you're at work. Everything. But yet so many people can't give him a second of their day or don't even want to. So these are just things that lately that I've been learning that, you know what? I don't want you to ever think that oh it's not cool to be a Christian and and go to church. If that's what you think, I absolutely feel sorry for you and you're missing out on so much in life. Yeah. I'm not saying you got to go all the time or go every Sunday, but man, like I said, you're not living your full. I believe you're not living your full potential life if he's not in it. And I can speak through experience Because there was a time where I was not close. My relationship was really far away from him. Yes. Yeah, no, I've been there too. And my life 
was miserable. I was trying to control everything. And it was to the point where I was going crazy. And I still do that to this day, but I'm, I'm learning every single day to try to give him the hard stuff. One thing people have to understand too is God doesn't work on your time. He works on his time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you ask him to do this doesn't mean he's going to do that. Right he's away. going to do it on his time because he knows the right time. Absolutely. And see, people get impatient with that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's another main thing. Stay patient. God's going to do it at the right time. In his time. In his time. Yeah, because yeah. his time is the right time. I just I just want to throw that out. No, that you're is... talking about laying your burdens yes. on him. Just because yeah. they're not clear the next day mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's not working on them. Right. Because he's going to take care of them. Yes. When the time's right. Right. It's just you have to put it all on him. And, and wait for his timing. Yeah, wait for his timing. Yes. No, that's... Give it all to him. Yeah, he'll take care of it. true. 100% true. Patience is, is very key when it comes to dealing with Christ. And Y'all good? Have anything else to say? I just want to let people know, every listening ear that listens to our podcast, we're praying for you. You might think that nobody is praying for you or thinking about you, but we are. We're putting your name, you... At the foot of Jesus, that's what it means to pray. You know, when we're praying for you, we are giving him to you and asking that, you know, whatever you learn from us, hopefully you can take it and and learn a lot and grow. Growing is key. Learning and grow and wanting to grow every single day to better yourself. We should want that. Paul, you good? I'm good. I'm good. Seth? I'm oh, sorry. I answered before you asked me. I'm good. <laughs> sorry, I was I was ready there. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. All right. Well, we will see y'all next time. Peace. Thanks again for listening to the Living Life Podcast. 